Hey, what's up? This is TJ and Brittany. And this is Life with TJ and Brittany. Hey, everyone. Uh, we are thankful to be back again for our podcast. And uh, man, just the support has been, been pretty amazing. Yep. So thank you for the encouraging words and even some of the ideas that we're talking about, different things like that. Yep. It has been a blessing to us uh, to know that um, someone else out there is being is being blessed. So And listening to us. Yeah, that's pretty cool. <laughs> that's pretty cool. So thank you guys, and hopefully it's a blessing to you guys um, as well. Today we're going to talk about discipleships. Yep. It's a very important topic, we think, in the, uh, in the Christian realm. Yeah. You know, Jesus I, talks about it, so we probably should too. Yeah, I think it get overlooked a lot. Too. Yeah. I think I think people don't realize how important it is, mm-hmm. and so I'm pretty excited about this one. Just going, getting to jump right into it. So um, that's just that's just kind of let's do it. Jump right into it. So what's the definition of discipleship? So a disciple is just someone who adheres to the teaching of someone else, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so as Christians, we are disciples because we adhere to the teaching of of Jesus and of the Bible. Um, so when we're talking about being a disciple of Jesus, it's someone who learns from him in order to live life like him. Like that's our goal mm. as Christians, right? To Absolutely. Every day we want to be more and more like Jesus. Are we ever going to get there? No. no. <laughs> because we're not Jesus. We're not perfect. We're not blameless. He was. Um, but, you know, our goal in life is, you know, a year down the road, I want to look more like Jesus than I did a year ago, yeah. you know? Yeah. Or today, I guess, a year down the road, I want to look more like Jesus than I do today. Tomorrow, I want to look more like Jesus than I do today. And I think we miss that in our society as a whole because, you know, we're we're teaching salvation and we're teaching the, the gospel, the simplicity Absolutely. of the gospel that is, you know, believe on him, believe that Jesus came and died and was resurrected for your sins, you know, believe in him and, and you'll get to heaven. We're teaching that part, but we're missing the discipleship part of that. And we're called yeah. to be disciples. Yeah, absolutely. That's good. You just yeah. broke that down, girl. Yeah. Give me some. High five. That's a good five. That's two good fives on podcast. You've I done. think it's three. Is it three? Okay. Three. Well. All right. So um, let's explain. Well, you kind of explain why it's important to. Yeah. Um, so, but I think we can go to what the Bible says about it because well, I think anytime we have questions about that, it's always okay. What does the word say? Yeah, and that's that's one of our thing when you know even with our kids. I mean, yesterday, mm-hmm. you know, we had. Um, a, a, a preacher we listened to a preach and then you know, our daughters had questions our oldest daughter had questions and I love the first thing I heard was what you say was what does the word say about it yep. you know let's go to the word the word is the word right you know and it's not going to be a volume two coming out this is it yep. you know um and so um so yeah let's let's go into the word what does the word say absolutely so let's go we're going to go to John um chapter eight mm-hmm. and I'm going to read verse 31 through 38 and we'll kind of get a foundation of because first I think we have to realize as believers like we're called to be disciples. Yes. We're called to be disciples of Jesus. So let's see what the word says about this. John 8 uh, 31 through 38 says to the Jews who have believed in him Jesus said if you hold to my teaching you are really my disciples then you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. I'm gonna go on but that's important because there important. is so much out there in our culture right now about my truth and your truth yeah. and his truth and her truth. And the fact of the matter is there is one truth. Yeah. 
And the Bible says very plainly right here, then you will know the truth. Yeah. Not your truth. Then you will know the truth. And the truth will set you free. So there's a lot. People are looking for freedom in all kinds of places in the world right now. But the truth will set us free. And then he goes on to say, um, they answered him. We are Abraham's descendants, and we have never been slaves of anyone. How can you say that we shall be set free? They're totally confused. They're like, what do you mean we need to be set free? We're Abraham's descendants. We are free. Like, we are the chosen people of Israel. We are free. What are you even talking about? And he's just continually trying to pound into their heads. Like, no, you still don't get it. (laughs) So, uh, graciously, of course. He was a gracious (laughs) teacher. Um, So, he replied, very truly, I tell you, everyone who sins is a slave to sin. Now, a slave has no permanent place in the family, but a son belongs to it forever. So if the son sets you free, you will be free indeed. I know that you are Abraham's descendants, yet you're looking for a way to kill me because you have no room for my word. Again, he's coming back to his word. His word is truth. I'm telling you what I have seen in the father's presence, and you are doing what you have heard from your father. So he's continually telling us as he's discipling, bring it back to the word. The word is truth. The word is what's going to set us free. So I think our first task as disciples is to be students of the word. Yeah. Like the word. And I think we're missing that, right? And in a lot of our society today, people say, yeah, I'm a believer. I believe in God. I believe in Jesus. I do this. But we're missing out on the freedom that comes from the word because the word is truth. And there's so much freedom in that. Amen. Amen to that. Um, It's another scripture. I think it's John. You can go, uh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, you can go to Luke, uh, Luke 9, uh, 23 and 24, mm-hmm. I believe we talked about earlier, me and you was talking, uh, you can read that real fast if you want. Yep, he said, then he said to them all, whoever wants to be my disciple must deny themselves, take up their cross daily and follow me for whoever wants to save their life will lose it, but whoever loses their life for me will save it. And so we're, again, we're talking about in our culture today, it's a lot of focus on self-help. It's a lot of focus on Mm self-care. We're putting a lot of focus on self. And not to say that you you shouldn't take care of yourself, whether it's physically, mentally, or spiritually, Mm -hmm. but we have to remember what the true focus is. And he says, deny yourself. Our flesh, we have fleshly desires every single day. But he's saying, as believers, as disciples of my word, we have to deny ourselves. And he says, if you want to be my disciple, you must deny yourselves. Take up your cross daily. Every single day, we have to take up our cross and follow him. Whatever his word says, whatever his word wants. And we've talked about this before. um, That's not necessarily a sacrifice, It seems like a sacrifice (laughs) as we're kind of coming into the faith. I have to give up all of these things that I love. But what he has for us is so much more. And it's so much greater. Like, I thought back in the day before I was saved, I was living the life. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm doing whatever I want. I'm having so much fun. I'm, I'm grown. I can make my own choices. And I really thought, like, this is the life, right? Mm -hmm. And I was so dead inside. Like, it was not even... You know, there was, I was constantly searching for something to complete me and to fill me and to make me whole. To fill that void. To fill the void. And now, now how does that, like, for me, well, I'll ask you, how does that make you feel when you see others like that? It's so sad because you don't know the freedom of Jesus until you're on the other side of it, right? Until you've made some of those sacrifices, in air quotes, 
to your life and you've really submitted yourself to what he has, you don't know what freedom looks like. Like we think freedom when we're in that stage of our life is doing whatever we want to do. Right. Mm -hmm. But it's, it's, that's bondage. That's bondage. What God has for us is the best. God says, I I know the purposes and the plans that I have for your life to prosper you, to not to harm you. Like he has, he has good things for us, but we have to be able to submit to his will daily to be able to see what those things are. Yeah. Excuse me. And I remember uh, one time I was, I was in prayer and I felt like I was just asking the Lord, like, you know, about our people, just like family and friends and, and even like the world. And he said, so many have learned to function in their bondage, mm-hmm. to be okay in that bondage. And, and, and people are living to be okay in, in chaos. And, mm-hmm. and we both know that God, our God's not a God of chaos. No. He's got a, he's a God of order. And, you know, and so, um, so, you know, I'm the same way when I see people living like that. It breaks my heart more than anything. And people say, how can you guys be so patient with people like that? How can, because, you know, like, we just want them to taste that freedom. Yeah, and we you were know? those people. And we were those people. You know, and God, someone, it was a process in us. Absolutely. You know, when we've talked of our story of when we mm-hmm. how we came to the Lord, but it was a process. It wasn't like, you know, we both just got saved or rededicated our life to the mm-hmm. Lord, and then all of a sudden we were just living these amazing godly lives. Right. Like, it's a process. The Bible says, he who began a good work in you is faithful to complete it. And I feel like that's the anthem of my life right now. Mm-hmm. Like, he began a good work in me, and I have to depend on him to complete it. Yeah. every single day. And some for some people, that is a radical, magnificent change. Mm-hmm. And for some of us who are a little more stubborn, it takes it takes time, you know? Yeah. But like I said, the goal is just to be more like him daily. So in order to do that, we have to die to our flesh. So that's And us. Paul talks about that in Corinthians. Mm-hmm. He talks about dying to his flesh daily. Right. You know, I think a lot of people, they don't understand how important that, that truly is. So yep. go ahead. So that's, a, you know, about us being disciples. But then one of the great commissions in the Bible is for us to disciple, to disciple others. others. Yes. And I think, again, as we talk about our culture today, we are, we're lacking that. Like I said, we're getting people that we're getting, their names are being written. We are not. I mean, we're sharing mm-hmm. Jesus and Jesus is saving them and getting, you know, their names written in the Lamb's Book of Life. And, you know, that's amazing. But. What are we doing after that? We can have these big, huge conferences, hundreds of salvations. That's amazing. We want people to be in heaven. But what are we doing after that to disciple them? Are they getting, you know, plugged into churches? Are they getting plugged into mentors who can help them and to disciple them? So, again, we're going to go and see what the Word says about this. We're going to read in Matthew um, chapter 28, the end of Matthew's gospel. And it's clearly labeled in my Bible as the Great Commission. We're at Matthew um, 28. I'm going to start reading at verse 16. Again, we're talking about the disciples. It says, Then the eleven disciples went to Galilee, to the mountain where Jesus had told them to go. When they saw him, they worshipped him, but some doubted. Then Jesus came to them and said, All authority on heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them. We miss this part. Even in the church, we say, go and make disciples of men. Like, that's the Great Commission, right? Go and make disciples of men. But we miss this part right here where it says, and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. That's a big task. We are called to teach people to obey the Word of God. You know, like, again, we're talking about being more like Christ 
every day. That's what we're called to do. The great the great commission doesn't stop at make disciples from of men. Right. It goes on to say, teach them to do everything I have commanded you. But then here's some more good news because he's never going to give us a task without reminding us of something <laughs> so simple. And he the very end of this <clears throat> says, and surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. Because in ourselves, we can't do this. Right. We cannot do this thing. Like I could strive all day long to be good. And that's a lot of people will say, good people, you just try to be a good person, you know, and, and that's not enough. The Bible says the only way to heaven is through Jesus, but he's giving us a clear reminder here. It's not us in our own works. Like your works can't get you to heaven. I can't do enough good things to get to heaven, but he's reminding us clearly, I am with you. I'm with you always to the very end of the age. And the end of the age is the day that Jesus returns. Right. Uh, Right. Hey, did you know that we are directors of a sports ministry? Mo Legacy is our traveling basketball program that develops elite athletes who have a strong relationship with God through athletic training, life skill development, Bible study, and discipleship. Each spring and summer, we travel all over the Midwest, competing on national circuits, helping our players, 62 players this summer, be exposed to college coaches, while also building relationships, discipling, and teaching them about Jesus. If you'd like to help support, you can visit www.jfwc.org slash give and make sure you select Mo Legacy from the drop-down menu. I remember hearing a preacher say one time, it's going to be a lot of uh, good people doing a lot of good deeds in hell. Mm-hmm. And I remember like taking them and be like, what? I can't believe he said that. But then when you really go back and, and as he continued to preach, he said the same thing you're saying. He said, man, you, you're trying to get in by good deeds and that's not the way to enter in heaven. No. And uh, that 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 really hit hit home for me because I thought you got a big heart, you know, you, you're doing well, you're doing good for people, um, you're gonna go to heaven. Right. And it's like, no, the Bible clearly says how to get to heaven. So, I am the way, the truth, and the and life. The life. No one can come to the Father except through me. It's very clear, and he lays it out for us. But I think that's where something shifted, because when I first became a believer, it was very works-based for me. Mm -hmm. Because, again, I have an atheist background. I had no concept of the love and the grace of Jesus. It was very much like, okay, now I've got to to change my life. I've got to do X, Y, and Z Mm -hmm. so that I make sure that I am pleasing to the Lord and I am not messing up. And there was something that shifted in me along the way of this journey. Like I said, where he who began a good work in me is faithful <laughs> to complete it. He's still working on me. There was something that shifted along the way to, it's not, I have to do this so that I will can get to heaven or so that I can please the Lord. I have to do these things. I have to check off all the good task list. It's the other way around. It's, I love the Lord. Jesus Christ lives in me. He loves me so much that he brought me out of the pit of sin that I was living in. And I get to do good works because our works are still important. It says by our works, they will know us. Mm -hmm. That's not the exact verbiage. I can't remember at the moment, but you know, our, by our works, you know, we, we do things because we love the Lord. You know, because we get to. We get to. We get to do good things. Not we have to do good things to be pleasing to him, but we get to because he loves us so much. Like, and we've said this before, I don't want to do anything that grieves the heart of my father. Like, I just, I don't want to. I get to do things that are pleasing to him. And so, you know, that's what he, that's the great commission. He calls us to make disciples. And I think in our society, we are missing the mark on this. Mm. We have people 
who are afraid to stand up for what is right in our culture. We have people who are afraid, Christians, churches, who are afraid to say things because we might offend people. But that's not what we're called to do. We're called to preach the gospel. And we're called to make disciples of men. So so let's talk about how we can make disciples. There's a, you know, I think... Number one is to be disciples ourselves. Absolutely. We have to be rooted in the word of God. Got to be rooted in the word. It's just, it's so crucial. There's so much information. We're in like the information age where so so much is, it's available at our fingertips. We can Google anything, right? We can Google and try (laughs) to find out, right? Give it a goog as Pastor (laughs) Jeff would say. But we, we have to be rooted in the word because the word is the answer to all of our problems. Yeah. Like if we would just keep it simple, it's not changing. Like you said at the beginning, there's not a volume two. Right. This is it. There's not more coming later. <laughs> we as believers and disciples of Jesus have to be rooted in the word and in prayer ourselves. Yeah. We have to spend time with our father. And then as we're going on to disciple others, we have to teach others to do the same. Be rooted in the word. Like that is that. Look, if you want to hear from God, this is why he gave us this book. This is the best place to start. Like, this is his word. There are no lies in this word. You know, there's nothing infallible in his word. So we as believers have to be have to be rooted in that and in prayer. What about accountability? I think we have to have accountability. And again, we're talking about us being disciples right. and us discipling others. As disciples, we have to have accountability. Gotta have accountability. So that, and, and we are that for each other. Absolutely. Uh, you know, especially if you're married, your accountability for your spouse. But we have to have accountability and mentors, you know, people who disciple us, whether that's a pastor or a mentor, you know, in the faith, however that looks, you know, so that when, if someone does, you have to have someone who um, is bold enough especially for like, take you, for example, you have a big platform with all of, with sports and with ministry and with motivational speaking. You have to have someone that's bold enough to come to you and say, Hey, TJ, I think you're, you're stepping out a little bit on this one, Mm -hmm. you know, like, and to keep you in line, because a lot of people would think, you know, you have this big platform. Some people might be afraid to to say to yeah. be bold enough to say something like that. They don't to want to f- uh, ruffle my feathers. Did I say that right? You did actually yes. say that right. I'm better with these sayings. Yeah. So you know, it, we have to have people, no matter where we are in life, and it could be someone that has no platform at all. You just have to have people in your life who are willing to say, "Hey, you know what? I think maybe you missed the mark on this one, or maybe you know, why don't you seek the Lord on on this issue?" Or yeah. if you're if you're struggling in a certain area, you have to have people in your life that are willing to to help you and to disciple you, to hold you accountable. Then again, we have to be that to other people. We are called to be disciples and to be disciples of men. Um, So we have to be willing to be accountability to other people. Yeah. And sometimes mentors come in seasons. Mm -hmm. We've had good mentors in this season. Um, I love our mentor, Pastor, Pastor Dan, Mm -hmm. you know, he is one that um, he don't, he don't pull punches, Mm -hmm. you know, but he knows the word. um, And uh, we know that he hears from, from the Lord and he wants what's best for us. Absolutely. So even wanting what's best for us, he is still some correction in there. Mm-hmm. And that's what I think a lot of times when people mentor others, they're afraid to, as I said earlier, ruffle some feathers instead of, no, if I care about you and I love you and what you're doing matters to me as well, then I have to do some correcting. Right. You know? That's just like our kids. And we, you know, we do that in love, in love. and in grace. Like Absolutely. our, just like we are with our kids. Like when we, um, 
almost said disciple because we're saying disciple so much. When we discipline, mm. when we discipline our kids, isn't that funny? Is that the same root word, disciple and discipline? <laughs> it's an interesting thought. Um, when we dis- discipline our kids, we do that in love. You know, it's not yeah. because we hate them or because we're angry with them. We do that in love because we want the best for them. Yeah. Our father does the same thing for us, and we are called to do that for others. To disciple others is to correct people yeah. in love, to teach them and to love them and to care for them. But there are times when we all need correction. Um, but that comes in love and that comes in grace. And that's only because we have Jesus. That's through his, you know, through his power, not through ours. So, yeah. Um, I think another important way is to have a lifestyle that is above reproach. You know, like our our lifestyle, again, we're not perfect. We only do this. We only, you know, live a life that's, try to live a life that's pleasing to the Lord through Absolutely. His grace. Um, it's not not by our power by any means, but we do our best to live a lifestyle that other people can look at and say, oh, so you, and we've talked about this before, you're a Christian and you can have fun. Mm-hmm. Like you can, you don't have to drink or do drugs or have sex or, you know, do any of those things to go and be, to have fun and still live a life that's pleasing to the Lord. Um, and that comes through honoring him in our marriage, honoring him in our parenting, honoring him in our relationships with other people. Um, I think that comes in being the same person, no matter who is in front of us, like not having to change our ourselves or our stances or the way we talk because we're in front of different people. Right. You know, we're going to live a life that's pleasing to the Lord to the best of our ability with his grace. Um, you know, so that other people know that they, that they can do that too. I think about, what do we think about relationships? I think our relationships with other people are, you know, that's obviously one of the most important ways too, that we can disciple we can disciple people. We can be disciples ourselves. We are called to love people. You know, and that's people that are our family, that are close to us, that are good to us, and even people who aren't, people who aren't living for the Lord. Like, how else are they going to come to know the love of Jesus than by us showing love to them? So, you know, we are building relationships constantly. Like, the, the, the body of Christ and, you know, Jesus as a whole, like, he was about relationship. Yeah. He was about building relationship with people in order to show his love, in order to bring people to the Father. Uh, integrity. Yeah. Integrity is, uh, I think that goes along with lifestyle and living above reproach. Like people need to know if you're a, if you're a believer in God and you are discipling people, um, they have to know that what you're saying is true. You have to be trustworthy. You have to, you know, no matter what you have to speak the truth. And I am, I'm very particular on this issue. Like I will hurt people's feelings Yes, Before I lie to them, you yes, know, you will. <laughs> like I, I just, it's important. It's important to tell the truth. Um, no matter what, no matter what, what stage you're on, what platform you're on in the smallest conversation or, or in the biggest, you know, whether you're in front of thousands of people, it's important to have integrity. And that comes along with humility and being humble, yeah. um, and how you carry yourself and knowing that our humility comes because, because of God's work. Like, like I said, like this, there's nothing that we're doing in our own works it's because of the grace of God that we are doing anything, you know, that we're doing anything good. And and I know people people have such a hard time. So I just want to encourage people, if you're struggling with something, if you're struggling with a sin um, and you don't feel like, I just can't, I just can't get out of this, this place, this constant struggle that, that I'm in, or I'm not, I don't think I can give that up. 
listen, it's not us that gives it up. It's his work. You know, it's his work in us that gives us the grace to get through Mm -hmm. any kind of struggle that we're dealing with. And that could be lying, cheating, stealing drugs, alcohol, sexual addiction, um, any, any kind of any, anything like that. It is God's grace that will walk through us daily. If you submit that to him and you say, Lord, I really want your will for my life. I really want your purpose for my life. It's going to be a process of him walking through it with you daily. You can't do it of yourself. And a lot of people think, oh, I can't do that. I can't. Um, I saw somebody post the other day that they had gone to a conference and they had, um, you know, had an amazing experience with the Lord. And it was um, saying a lot about, I hope I can continue I hope I can continue this. Listen, by yourself, you can't. You have to submit it to the Lord daily. And I think that's humility to know that it's His work in our life. It's not by our works. So. Wow. Girl, that's that's a lot. It was a lot. That's been in your heart, huh? Yes. Hey, um, again, man, I I love sitting talking about uh, discipleship. That's very important. It is something that falls through the cracks on a lot of things, you know. We talk about it all the time. We see it. We go to we attend a lot of conferences. Um and I've got to preach at a lot of conferences and a lot of convention things like that. And, you know, it's the follow up. I ask people all the time, how are you guys following up? And a lot of times they they just kinda look at me with that Allison in Wonderland look like, uh, uh, we don't uh, something we got to work on. And so uh, that's a challenge. It's not easy. I'm not saying it's easy. I'm not saying it's easy at all, you know, but um, it's important. It it's is. it's very important. So, it's the Great Commission. Um, it's the Great Commission. <laughs> Amen. Thank you guys so much uh, for tuning in. Um, I pray that this is a blessing for you guys. And hey, um, give it a like. Give it a share with your friends and your families. And uh, if you guys ever have any prayer requests, uh, let us know, and uh, we would love to um, put you on our prayer list and and just um, go in the word of prayer for you. Absolutely. So, well, thank you guys again. And um, I hope it was a blessing to you like it was a blessing to us. And as always, keep God first. God bless. Hey, guys, thank you so much for tuning in and listening. Hopefully it was a blessing to you. If you enjoyed it, make sure you take the time to subscribe, rate, and leave a review. And don't forget to recommend to your family and friends. Hey.